Baruch atah Adonai, Eloheinu melech haolam, asher bakarbanu mikol amim, venatan lanu et torato. Baruch atah Adonai, noten haTorah. Amen. Shalom, I just want to say Yom Ha'im Sameach to all of the emot of Kalal Yisrael. Uh, I am currently in the middle of uh, Rabbi Griffin's Aliyah a day. And you know what? I decided I wanted to get me some. So I just wanted to do a short podcast before uh, I start uh, diving into more as far as the insights. Um, as you have already noticed from previous part uh, podcasts that I have been studying Parsha more, and I'm ready to get some more. So um, Rabbi Griffin is leading out with, you know, talking about head coverings, talking about zitzit. And one of the beautiful things that he uh, shouted out at the beginning of his Aliyah day is that every Arab Shabbat is Mother's Day. Well, every Shabbat specifically is Mother's Day, but, you know, we honor our mothers of Yisrael, all of our Eshet Chayil every week. And there is a specific bracha that we say in there about how, you know, her children laud her, her husband, he praises her. And I would just like to read that verse right now to us all uh, so that this bracha be extended over you even now. Uh, The beautiful thing about Torah and the beautiful thing about living in the name of Hashem, which is the Torah, as brought down by lots of different sources. The Torah is the name of Hashem. So when Yeshua says, I come in the name of the one who sent me, which obviously we know his father sent him, who is his father, that is Hashem, who is the Torah. So, you know, in the beginning was the word, the word was God kind of thing. And the word that was in the beginning is Reshit. Reshit is Hebrew for in the beginning. Or Reshit is actually beginning, but Be'reshit is in or with the beginning. So, anyway, but uh, Mishle chapter 31, verse 28. Her children rise up and call her blessed, and her husband also, and he praises her. And so, I just want to send that bracha to all of the emote of Kalal Yisrael. Yom Ha'im Sameach again. All right, so the last little drop that I want to get in from Parsha uh, Kedoshim. We just finished. Now we're in Parsha of more this week. And Yisrael is already ahead of us in Parsha Behar. And let me just tell you, I read through Parsha Behar and oh my word, it's like freedom overload. So let me just go ahead and give you my little takeaway from Parsha Bihar so far before I've even gotten into resources. It's about freedom, oh, freedom, freedom, oh, freedom. Yeah, uh, I was saying that. That's from uh, Moshav's Eliyahu Hanabi from their Shabbat Volume 2 album. Uh, it's called Elijah the Prophet. Uh, on that track list. So if you can listen to that song, if you haven't, it's amazing. Anyway, shouts out to Moshav bringing the get you some for Torah music. It's beautiful. 
Um, but anyway, so, uh, why do I say freedom, freedom, oh, freedom? Because, you know, we're yearning for the redemption, right? And we're wanting to get out of exile. We want Mashiach. We want the temple. We want it now. And that's cool. We can ask. And um, according to the wisdom of the months, which is a Hebrew or a Jewish literature source that is available, the wisdom of the months, uh, ER is all about what do we want to do? What what are we making our mind up for? What's what are we what stance are we taking? Where are we planting ourselves, so to speak? This is a month of healing, which ER is an acronym for I am Hashem, your healer. And that comes all the way back from Parsha Beshalach. And that was during the time of the children of Israel in the wilderness. The manna was falling down and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it was all about healing. And this is the middle of our journey from Pesach to Shavuot. And remember, on Shavuot, through us counting our Omer every night and really working on um, developing our seven emotions and filling up those sefirot, you know, that we are ready, to, we make ourselves in a position ready to receive power from on high. And on this past Shabbat, I was really encouraging us as a shul to get in our mind now and understand what are we going to do and what are we supposed to do with that power. And it's nothing other than bring the final redemption. You know, uh, Rabbi Kelman of what's of a ministry called Hidabrut, not to be confused with Hebrew root. That's not the same. Chasve <laughs> Shalom. But uh, he is just... He, he has so many beautiful teachings. We, a few guys and I, we literally call him Rabbi Killerman because like listening to his droshes, you feel like he puts you in the cobra clutch or the sleeper hole or this kind of uh, DDT. These are all wrestling moves. But anyway, um, he said that, you know, this generation, when you when you look at this generation, you would think, who are we, you know, compared to previous generations? Because, you know, there's all these great sages and all these great scholars and all these great uh, rabbis who've, who've lived before us. And he said, but this is the greatest generation because the previous generations didn't bring Mashiach and this one can. And it's just like, what did you just say? <laughs> you know, and when I hear something like that, I don't know about you, but that just makes me like get my Hulkbuster suit out. Like I ain't playing around. Like I'm just going to bring it, you know, kind of thing. And obviously, uh, as penned by Shaul, I can do all things through Mashiach who strengthens me. That's where that verse is going to come in play. So yeah. So may it be so may we, may we see Mashiach soon in our days with the rebuilding of the third temple and the gathering in of all of the exiles from the four corners of the earth so that it may yet be heard the sounds of rejoicing and gladness in the streets of Yehuda and Yerushalayim. So we can be like, Od Yehuda Yerushalayim Alright, Bruk 
You can tell I'm already ready to party. Um, cause you know, the other thing I am a dancer and a rapper and like, I haven't gotten to do that like, like in like, uh, what, like two years or something now I've, I've gotten to rap a few times with the get you some band, uh, the worship team at social but I haven't really got to let loose, you know, like, like, like really break it down. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, but, uh, yeah. So about time for that get Ula to happen and, get the party on you know and yeah so anyway to not belabor that point but to it's already been belabored so i guess it's too late for that <laughs> but uh yeah parsha behar is all about this freedom thing and what i'm thinking about is being sons and children by default uh boys and girls like we're all children uh being children of the free woman you know which is sarah you know, we're all sons and daughters of Abraham and Sarah, you know, especially those of us who are Jews, especially those of us who are believers in Messiah. Oh, wait, that's a synonym. Never mind. OK, uh, so, yeah, we're sons of the free woman. OK, we come through Sarah. We have inherited the promise, which does not nullify us keeping the law because we can now keep it. Because why? Because Hashem gave us power to do so. And he commanded us to do something that he know we can do, that he knows we can do. OK, a parent doesn't tell their child, I need you to go clean your room. And they don't tell their child that if the child cannot clean the room, if your child is two years old. If the child is two years old, you know, they can barely walk and talk. Well, I guess two years old, you could probably walk and talk. That's that's really cool. But uh, you're not going to tell them to go clean up their room. You're not going to say, hey, go in there and make your bed, go pick up all your toys, go sweep the floor, go mop it. And by the way, if you gather any trash, if you accumulate any uh, items that need to be discarded, please do so. Here's a trash bag. Here's a mop and a bucket. Here are dangerous chemicals that you should not drink and go clean your room, you know, and it's just like, OK, really, is that the case? But no, it's not. So that's what's up. So now, um, anyway, so we're that. Uh, Parsha Bihar is all about the Shemitah. And it's like, you know, the way we count the Omer, you know, it's like seven weeks of seven days. And when you count up to the Shemitah, when you count the Shemitah, it's the seventh year. And when you count seven, seven years, you end up with what's called the Yovel, which is the Jubilee. And when you look at the Shemitah and the Jubilee, the Yovel, okay, the Shemitah and the Yovel, it is all about this, uh, these years that are ownerless, you know, slaves are set free, you know, uh, the poor people have so much extra uh, provision because there's all these wide open fields that are ownerless that everyone and their grandsister can go eat from now without worrying about being shot or people getting mad at them. Nothing belongs to anybody. And so it's just kind of like what the uh, agenda is sometime, it seems like, in the world of everyone needs equal rights and equal opportunities as far as the finances and the economics go. And it's just like, no, everyone can have those equal opportunities if they all work hard. You know, we got jobs. You can make it work. You can make sacrifices. You know, rich people didn't get rich by not doing anything, you know, Um 
and I know that may sound really crazy because what about trust fund babies? What about those who inherited their parents' wealth? But where did that wealth come from? That came from people who worked hard and it got passed down. So obviously, uh, in order to perpetuate that wealth, you still have to work. So anyway, which is interesting because the freedom that we have from Hashem now gives us the ability to work to maintain that freedom. Because if we accept Hashem's freedom and we don't do anything about it and just kind of live a life as uh, blah, 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 whatever, I'll do what I want. You put yourself back in bondage because bondage is sense and uh, comes along with the bondage that we put ourselves in. So, you know, stay free, live free, die hard, you know, kind of thing. All right. Live free, die hard, really like the movie Bruce Willis. Okay, so what did I want to say from Kedoshim besides uh, Yom Ha'im Sameach to everybody that are Emus? I want to say a drop from the Cephas Emes, uh, the Cephas Emets, which would be Safat Emet if you are a um, Sephardi, but the the source is literally called Cephas Emes. And this was shouted out and blown up and shot by uh, Ish Pela. So shouts out to Ish Pela for this beautiful drop coming from Vayikra chapter 19, verse 17. It was really close to the, uh, to the famous verse, love your neighbors, you love yourself. It's one verse before that. But uh, verse 17 says, you are not to hate your brother in your heart. Instead, you are to firmly rebuke your neighbor and do not or slika and not bear sin because of him. You are to firmly rebuke your neighbor and not bear sin because of him. OK, so no hating. OK, so that is epic fail on so many parts uh, around the globe. Uh, because so much hatred is happening and why, uh, no, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know why we should hate each other. I don't know why that's a big thing. Uh, regardless of your faith system or your belief, you're still a human being. And if we can truly stop hating human beings, then, uh, we have hope, <laughs> you know, it's just like, why you got to hate this person? And then not to mention Yeshua comes along and tells us, you know, love your enemy, pray for him. And it's just like, OK, so that's a whole extra layer to understanding everyone's made in the image of Hashem. And we are to love all mankind and there shouldn't be any murder, which stems from hatred. This is why Yeshua said, don't even hate your brother. You know, because if you murder someone, if you murder someone, you, you break one of the top 10, you know, the 10 commandments, they're called the top 10, but really they include all 613, but that's a different lesson. But in order for you to commit murder, it, it stems from hatred, which is why Yeshua says, you've heard it said, do not murder, but I tell you, don't even hate your brother. And that's where this comes from. It's in Parsha Kedoshim which include all the secrets of the Torah, which we learned that from the Zohar drop of Kedushin 3 uh, from the Zohar. So anyway, what does Cephas, Amos, I always had to say it like that. That's the only way I can pronounce it, pronounce it right. 
So uh, this is what it says in there. It starts off with this. It says, you shall surely rebuke your neighbor and not bear sin because of him. Vayikra 19.17. The alternative rendering is you shall, re you shall surely rebuke your neighbor and do not place sin upon him. And so it says, in rebuking another, do not treat him as a wicked man, but put stress on his dignity, making him understand that the wrong he committed was beneath his dignity. Okay, so you're looking out for the dignity of a person. Just want to shout that out. And then it says, only thus will your rebuke have the desired effect. Okay, your, your rebuke is not going to have any, any effect if you don't have any respect, basically. Now, continuing, it says, This, then, is the thought Scripture seeks to convey. You shall surely rebuke. If you rebuke a man, regard him as your neighbor, as your friend. And your equal, do not place sin upon him. Do not treat him like a sinner, lest he turn aside from you entirely, and you will have accomplished nothing. So, what? who is your neighbor? Your neighbor is yourself, by the way. Your neighbor is an extension of who you are. So when you have a friend, when you have an equal... When you have someone you need to rebuke, okay, you have to see it like that. This is the pretty much like if you knew you were sick and you needed to take medicine and one of the ways of taking the medicine was getting a shot in the arm, okay, the arm is not going to like the fact that there's a needle going into it. But guess what? The rest of your body is going to feel that a needle is going into your arm. So that is what it's like when you have to go rebuke your neighbor. Okay, so just remember, you need to take a little bit or a lot of bit of care in how that is taken out. Because when you do so, there's a respect thing there. There's dignity there. You don't do it in public. You don't shout it out on Facebook. You know, you don't, uh, you know, go to town on somebody uh, through a phone call or some kind of video message or something of the like, you know, kind of thing. You do it face to face. You do it as pleasantly and as quietly as possible. Again, needle going into the arm. Some people are okay with shots, but I am one of those people who are not. So if I have to get a shot, I mean, it, it's a big deal for me. So, you know, just think about the, the example here of what that means. I must bring down to you, too, that uh, this source, the Havot, ha. Havot Yair, which is where this first part of this drop is coming from. Uh, this drop and the Sethas Ames drop is from a book called The Wellsprings of Torah, which uh, Ish Pela likes to call it the Mine Yeshua. Yeah, like in the Habdala song. Mm hmm. Which, while we're, while we're talking about the Habdalah song, it's important to note that when we sing that song, we're accepting Yeshua. 
Why? Because we say Hine El Yeshua T. We don't say Hine El Yeshua, but we say Yeshua T. And when you say Yeshua T, you're saying my Yeshua, my salvation. Behold, God is my salvation. So not only are we saying we embrace Messiah Yeshua, but we're also saying we embrace that God is Messiah Yeshua. Because remember, Hashem is Echad. The Zohar for Parsha Kedoshim as well was bringing down that the Torah is also Echad. So Mashiach is Echad. God is Echad. The Torah is Echad. The Ruach is Echad. Yisrael is called Am Echad. So everybody's Echad. So there's, there's oneness. Okay? The oneness of Echad means that there is no other. Okay? So if you have something that is one, i.e. a husband and wife, there's not a third party to that to that kiddushin, okay? You don't have three people or four people or six people or 18 people underneath the hoopah. You just got the husband and the wife, the chatan and chala, the kala, who makes the chala. But yeah, kala is the bride, chatan is the bridegroom, and those two become echad. And when they're echad, they're one, okay? And there's not anybody else that can be in there doing their thing for them to still be in proper kiddushin. Because the other uh, picture of that would be polygamy or adultery or cheating or whatever you want to call it. Because that betrothal is only between those two. That kiddushin is only between those two. That ketubah only concerns those two. So Hashem and Yeshayahu says, I will give my glory to no other. And then Yeshua when he's praying in Gethsemane, says, glorify your son as you had him glorified before. And it's just like, so is Mashiach separate from Hashem? Like, what is this picture here? What is going on? And it's just like, no, Hashem and his right hand. I don't know about you, but my right arm is attached to my body. So if I'm saying my right arm that's with me, you know, it's it's one body with many members. So, yeah. That's also in the Agarit to Corinth, chapter 12, verse 12, talking about the body of many members and how it's all kolechad. Anyway, that was the major swerve from this little short point that I was trying to make. Uh, so back to getting to the Cephas Ames point. It says this. There is an alternative rendering. You shall rebuke yourself with your neighbor. It says, when you rebuke your neighbor, rebuke yourself at the same time. Know that you too have a share in his transgression. Because remember, we're many bodies and many, many members of one body. So if, I, if my arm is doing something, the rest of my body's in trouble. Okay, if my foot just kicked somebody, someone's probably going to punch me in the face. I'm just saying. But it's on the account of my foot that my face got punched because my foot kicked somebody. 
and my body made my foot kick and the person who got kicked did not appreciate that so they punched me in the face ah Caspe Shalom that is just so not even called for right but anyway this is why if we didn't hate people it's hard to punch somebody you don't hate or it's hard to kick somebody uh that you don't hate you know if if you love people Typically, you don't express your love by punching them or kicking them or anything, you know. So anyway, uh, what is hateful to you, don't do to others, as Hillel the Great says from Shabbat 31a, Masechet Shabbat, Tractate Shabbat in the Tamu Babli. But anyway, um, it says, do not cast the entire burden of sin up on him. Okay. Do not cast the entire burden of sin upon him. Only if you will feel guilty and repent together with him, will your rebuke persuade him to repent also. Sephas Amos. And literally on this page here in the Wellsprings of Yeshua, it, it puts it as Sephat Emet, which again, I said is Sephas Amos. All right, so Baruch Hashem, that's all I wanted to share with everybody. Um, and I just wanted to, again, encourage us as we're heading into more insights for Parsha and more. And Bezrat Hashem afterwards get into Bahar and Bechukotai, because we'll have to read those Parshot together. Um, that, man, you know, let's yearn for freedom. Let's make our stance before Hashem and the heavenly court that we want the redemption now. We want it this year. We don't know the time or the day or the hour, but may it be this year. And that we can continue to walk in Avoda Torah Chesed, being renewed moment by moment, so that every time we daven, every time we say a bracha, Every time we read a p passage of Torah, every time we do an act of kindness, it's considered as if we've never done it before. That's the true definition of hikachut, okay? Which is a word that's used for may our minds be transformed by the renewal, or may we be transformed by the renewal of our mind, uh, the Romans 12 passage. So, and then I added this past Shabbat that we need to do all of that in Achdut, okay, moving in complete unity, bound, joining, just like the word echad, you know, it's not a separate deal. We all have a way that, and we all have special gifts that we have that we operate in, but that doesn't negate one another, okay? That doesn't say that, oh, well, you may grill chicken, but you made it grilled chicken like that. And I made grilled chicken, but I made it like this. So how come we're both making grilled chicken, but yours is a little different from mine. It's still grilled chicken and both of them still taste great. This is what our Akdut is, that we're all following Torah. We're all crying out for Mashiach and the final redemption. But there are different ways to go about that that does not deviate from the path. So what do we know? What do we know but Baruch Abba, Bishem Adonai? 
Baruch atah Adonai, Eloheinu melech haolam, Asher natan lanu Torah temet, Vekaye olam natabetokeinu, Baruch atah Adonai, Noten ha Torah. Amen.